What is up, everybody? Welcome back to Candid Candor, the show we talk about what we want to talk about. And today, January and I are going to do something a little different. We're going to rope in some friends. We're going to talk about 2020. We're going to talk about what we're looking forward to in 2021 and a whole bunch of things. So just stay tuned. Back. You excited? It's, Are you excited about while. it? It has yeah. been a while. A lot of lot of life has happened. A lot of life. The whole year changed over. Man, crazy. We're about to try something we've never done before. Yep. What, what are you about to try? We we invited two other people on this this thing. All right. I don't know if anybody's it. heard this thing called Zoom. You know, like it's this brand new like new technology to where you can call people on the computer. It's not a call. It's more like a a conference. I feel like everybody in the world know about Zoom now, but yeah, you think I would so? Agree. Yeah. Okay, so we're doing Zoom podcast now, and we got two of my friends, our friends. Uh, I said they're my friends too. They're my, they, you married into their friendship. No, me and Ashton were definitely friends before you and I. Ashton married. never liked you for real. He okay. told me that a long time ago. Okay, but that's uh, not true. <laughs> <laughs> we got two of my friends from the dignified, the honorable. The amazing, hey Asia, Stillman College in Tuscaloosa. We all met there. We got Ashton Johnson and Mike Jackson. Guys, introduce yourself. Ashton, tell them about yourself. Um, <laughs> what? <laughs> uh, I'm just. People want to hear about you. Tell the people who you are. Yeah. Who Let are, the people know. Who, who are, are you, who, Ashton what, what Johnson? You, how you get here? <laughs> Bro, I, I'm here because you know I'm well connected. I know people in high places. I, I've, Bro, you got strings, I've known the you got strings on your headphones. Now. You can't be that connected, man. <laughs> wow. I do own Apple stock, but I have not updated, uh, upgraded to the <laughs> to the AirPods yet. But you know, I'm here because I, I know the Browns very well. I've known them for a while now. Um, I'm just pretty much a basic fellow, though. I'm an educator here in Tuscaloosa. I kind of stayed around here, but. I don't know. I'm just a regular dude, man. Uh, you Ain't know, nothing special about me. People want to hear about your goggles. <laughs> wow. Want to hear about? Ashley. Yes. Hey, I need y'all yeah. to podcast January. Totally different than actual January. She hit you. <laughs> don't care. She hit you. I like, did, I like this January. <laughs> did I get on here just to get bashed for 45? Yeah, minutes? we really. This like, really the roast of Ashton Johnson. So like, this really had nothing to do with our podcast life. But uh, I halfway expected it for real. But you yeah. know, um, you don't have to tell people about your goggles right now. We'll get to that. Yeah, later. well, there'll be a goggle story. I'm I was sure. gonna say, I, I I got a story. You know, yeah. you <laughs> we don't want to hear the soft story. We want to hear the real story. Like, don't don't tell us you got hit in the eye. Like that ain't that ain't. No, that's what happened. That, what that ain't mean? entertaining. People don't want to hear that for real. They just like they want to hear a cool story. Like you know, I don't know. Again, got ain't too cool. and yeah. you know, Captain Insano showed no mercy and got you. <laughs> no, but for real, Ashton, he's one of our really great friends. He, um, we've known him for several, several years. Uh, has it been more than 10 years now? It's been more than 10 years now. Yeah, no, it's been for yeah. me, at least. No, I guess for you too. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, we, we knew yeah. him at the same time. It's been technically, years. technically, I met Jarius first, I did, but that was right before you know, he uh. But he you were leave. my friend before. We're <laughs> we, we taking way too much time on that. Like, he's okay. not that interesting for real. <laughs> I mean, wow. Mike, Mike See, I tried to say that. Person in our heart because he's the oldest black person alive. And so we need to make sure <laughs> that we include Michael in this before, you know, time run out. Um, it's, 
And I'm talking about time on the podcast, not like like oh, his time. Not like his time. Like in his life? Yeah. <laughs> Bro. Mike, and from South Carolina. Mike, go ahead, Mike. Tell the people who you I, are. I, I didn't know that we were uh, signing up to get roasted, Ashton. Um, <laughs> next time Jay asks us to do one of these things, I need to be prepared to get my feelings hurt. But um, no, nah, but anyway, uh, as Jay said, I'm Mike Jackson. Uh, live in Columbia, South Carolina. Have two beautiful little daughters that run the house. Beautiful wife, Hillary. I currently uh, work with the state government here. Mm. South Carolina. Big time. No, no, no. no. <laughs> <laughs> I, you know, I get told what to do. All hey, bro. And, you know, since uh, you said that, uh, when are we getting our stimulus checks? <laughs> That's all I want to know. First of all, first of all, first of all, 45 and left, so. <laughs> you need <laughs> With him. <laughs> hey, man. If Mike were passing out stimulus checks, your boy, he would have given out like Skittles. We would have been. Oh, no. Everybody getting the next million. Know, right yeah, I'm going to be like over, think... but everybody getting stimulus checks. Bro. Like, you get a stimulus check. You get... <laughs> Almost feel like Mike might give him out kind of how Stillman give out those refund checks. Bro, you know? Oh, hey, you got to you you show up. You got to give me your student number. Hey, look, hey, 35426. I know that thing like the back of my hand because I remember I looked every week to see if I was getting a stimulus check. Bro, if, if oh, they yeah. give them my house, how Stillman gave out uh, refund checks, bro, we ain't getting them until the end of the semester. <laughs> the class almost over. We we packed up. Oh, go check the, go check the, go check the wall we got a stimulus check. Lord Not a refund check. That's funny. But no, but. we actually asked to be on. Not just the rest of them. They're really our great friends. Uh, we all just hung out over New Year's um, and spent the time. New Year's bringing in together. Um, and but also actually to be on just because like they're educated human beings and they are um, well, Mike is. But um, <laughs> and, <laughs> you know they have a, a great insight, great opinions. We all we're all great friends, but we all live you know in different geographical locations. We all you know work in different fields. You know Ashton's the a teacher is honorable profession. Like I, I was a teacher for seven years. Um, still is, still am a teacher in some in some circles. But um, and Mike works for the government. Who you know, it's the government. So we don't know much about what's going on. I spit all on this computer. It's okay. And so like we just wanted to ask you know some just just have some dialogue, have some candid conversations yeah, with some of our friends. Because so, it is candid, 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 candid. And so um, <laughs> you know, twenty twenty. I know we all spent we all spent time together, uh, bringing in the new year. We talked a lot about the previous year and kind of how, you know, that looked for each and every one of us. So I just kind of want to hear, you know, going into twenty twenty one. You know, the new the best thing to do, not the best thing, but the thing everybody does is. You know, you look at a new year and for some reason, like no matter what happened in the past year, when the new year turns over, it's like a fresh start. It's like, it's like, you know, like when you, when you play in a video game back in the day and you just, you, you get beat by the computer, you just press reset. Like, I feel like we all got beat by the computer last year. And so like, I feel that like- 2021 is the reset. Yeah, 2021 was the reset. He's playing on All Madden though. Yeah, all, especially on All Madden. <laughs> Uh, we need to go to rookie. <laughs> For real, man. Are you still doing that? I said, that's how you won the NBA championship. You put on rookie. Uh, and so um, I think for 2021, like, or just any year, usually people psychologically just reset and try to think towards the new year. And so, like, 
Ashton, we can start with you. I would love to hear kind of like how 2020 was from your eyes and like, what are you looking forward to in 2021? Or if like, you know, 2021, it's just, it's just, it's just the same thing going on for you. Like, I would love to hear kind of your outlook on that. Well, man, to be honest, uh, 2020, it, it was so crazy for me just because of the uncertainty that came with like everything. Yeah. So like, um, what mid March when everything was like starting to happen, we were actually on like our little spring break, but we had some baseball games going on. Um, and I think the NBA had just canceled like their game. And so we By didn't way, know what was what, about to happen. That's what this all started for me. Like nothing mattered. Yeah. yeah. Until like, the NBA. Exactly. Oh, okay. So mid game players. Walking yeah, out. exactly. And that was, that was huge. Like whenever oh, that yeah. happened, it was I got like, lead pass. I paid for lead pass. <laughs> you can make <laughs> yeah. It just, everything just trickled down from there though. So I think it went from there. March Madness got axed, you know what I'm saying? And everything just started getting shut down. And they they stopped us. They um called us off the field, actually. Like, we were about to play. We were getting ready to play. And after that, like, just everything was up in the air. Like, we had no idea about anything. So um, the uncertainty there, man, like, I didn't know what the beginning of the school year was going to look like. Uh, it was a million people saying, like, you know, we'd be teaching classes on Zoom, stuff like that. And I'm not gonna lie to you. I was just like, yo, bro, I, I don't know if, I don't think I'm built like that. I don't think I can do that. You know what I'm saying? I didn't think I'd be able to manage. Um, but I mean, we just kind of, you know, grinded it out and got through it. And now with 2021, with the vaccinations coming through and everything like that, hopefully we can just get back to some normalcy. So uh, the school year though has been a challenge and we're starting to get a little bit closer back to normal now. Like most of my students are back actually in person. So it's it's starting to feel like a regular school year. So um, just trying to get back to a normal routine, you know, like just normalcy. It's all I'm looking for in 2021, really. I really think 2020 started off just awful when Kobe died. Like- What's the anniversary of that next week? Yeah, yeah. like for me- yeah. Seriously. I mean, although I think by that time we kind of knew about, you know, COVID being in China and um, we actually had some friends that Probably had it at the end of 2020. Wait, 100. Wait, 2019. 2019. 100. Yeah. yeah. Like I know one guy that had COVID. And so I'm pretty positive I did too. <laughs> you look like honestly. <laughs> I can't say what I want to say. <laughs> That's right. This is my podcast. <laughs> All right. But no, it was like a trickle. Uh, since then. Seriously. Mm-hmm. Yeah. snowballed on us quick yeah yeah the interesting part though is like that's all good and stuff but i really want to hear more about because for us and one thing we like to talk about on here and mike you can jump in on this too is the kind of social um the kind of social effects that things have so like with covid with so with uh, with racial unrest like with mm. you know the election like all the things that happened last year socially so like our, our, actually, our, our pastor told us the other day that like we actually lived through three pandemics. Yeah. Like we lived through like a, mm-hmm. uh, an actual pandemic, which is like the, the COVID-19. We lived through like a, a racial pandemic when, with, with George Floyd and you know the, the kind of 
um, unrest that came with that. And then we lived with kind of a, um, you know, a social pandemic with, you know, the elections and the division amongst all the people. And so for you, Ashton and Mike, both of you, um, Ashton being a, you know, a black man that works in a predominantly white area um, with, you know, some of the country's kids ever met in my life. Um, uh, then Mike so actually being, you know, a working in government in South Carolina, which is like, you know, that says enough in itself, like just kind of what, what have you, what did you see last year and what have you learned from last year when it comes to like that avenue of it? Cause last year was like, we can talk about COVID. We can talk about all the things that happened that made it rough, but like the year has to, be, this year has to be better in, the, in like what we actually do socially um, in order for us to go anywhere. Like no matter who's in office, no matter, you know, what the COVID situation looks like socially as people, there has to be something that we look forward to, to get better mm -hmm. in. So like- Yeah, something, so something else has to bring us hope during right. this time. No, um, no I, I think it's, you know, it was interesting, man. And like, and yeah, you mentioned me working in state government and even being in a biracial and interracial, well, having biracial kids and being in an interracial marriage, like living here in South Carolina, working in state government in the middle of all the social, you know, uproar that we've seen, man. Like it, like it was, it was a challenge and, and Hillary and I would have to have conversations often about, you know, how do we navigate this environment right now? Yeah. Right. Like, like we understand there's there's people that aren't, you know, they're not okay with, you know, with us, with our kids and, and it's, you know, it's both sides, right. It's black and white. So we had to be extremely grounded um, to make sure that we were ready to step out um, every day, you know, because at any given time we were going to be faced with someone not okay. Right. And I think a lot of that was due to the, climate being so polarizing with it being an election year you know you have some of that but I feel like this year it was more polarizing than it's ever been before and I felt like this year it it was it made people feel comfortable to come out and say things that they that have been traditionally been frowned upon in the past um yeah you know, I think moving to 2021 I feel like <clears throat> you know we're getting back to a point where it's not okay to be to be rude and be hateful anymore right like and in, in, in people are um gonna be held accountable for it but I, I felt like this year it's kind of people were emboldened to 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 show um some of those colors that that probably wasn't acceptable in in previous years yeah, like you mentioned before, um, you said you you needed to figure out what what grounded you in um, in your beliefs and what you were going to teach your children because you have two small, adorable little girls, yeah, and so <laughs> and so, what actually grounded you, um, you and Hillary, as you were trying to make decisions on what you were going to teach your family and how you were going to raise your kids and how you guys were going to respond to all the unrest? Because I imagine, like you see some of probably the worst of the, I don't want to say the worst of the worst, but you see probably some really yeah. challenging things in your line of work and what yeah. you do, Ashton, you probably do as well. So, but what did ground you? You know, I, 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 I try not to overcomplicate it because it really is simple, right? I, 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 I 
truly just tell the girls, hey, I mean, you're going to love everyone and treat everyone the same no matter what they look like, right? No, no matter what their background is, no matter what, you know, their economical, um, you know, background, just treat everybody with respect, right? You know, and, you know, I would take Nora into my office and, you know, I would have the speaker of the house walk in and then I'll have um, the person that's, that's cleaning, right? And, but Nora's going to talk to those people the same way. Um, so, you know, just, it doesn't matter, right? People are going to have opinions. People are going to be raised a certain way, but you, we're going to treat everyone the exact same way. And it's that simple. Yeah. And, you know, and I know it's not, you know, a super complicated response, but, it, you know, we truly just try to make sure that the girls understood that. Um, because, you know, it's so easy to, to go left or right in this environment. Um, and, and, you know, Jay, Jay mentioned something when he was here on last time, you know, giving people the benefit of the doubt. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. Like, like, I feel like giving people the benefit of the doubt, you're able to find a common ground. Um, and you don't have these preconceived, just, you know, notions about people that they're this way. Um, but if you don't give them the benefit of doubt, you won't have the conversations and you won't understand or find a way to get to that common ground. Yeah, that's awesome. What about what about you, Ashton, and um, all that 2020 was? What was a thing that grounded you and especially as, you know, our own beliefs are challenged and, you know, sometimes it gets it gets heated. And but at the end of the day, what um, made you kind of rest? What did you rest in? Well, uh, I mean, you know, with all the craziness that we had um, back in 2020, really just my, my family. And I, I did get married over uh, the that quarantine break. That was, that, that, yeah, 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 yeah. My bad. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> shout out to Miss, shout out to Miss Johnson. Um, but yeah, so, so my family, like, I'm sorry, Miss. I don't know. They're just for <laughs> chill. Well, if you're gonna, do, you might as well say Miss Jackson for Hillary um, Jackson. Yeah, I'm Miss Jackson. <laughs> Continue, Ashton. Ashton was being all serious. Go ahead, dog. Yeah, I, I was trying, bro. Like I was actually trying for like five seconds, bro. Come on, man. Come on, you got. Oh. You, got a beer? you got a beer, Ashton? Oh, no. yeah, I need to. Yeah, I'm gonna hit, I'm gonna hit the barbershop up tomorrow. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Yeah, I don't, don't want to touch it because you know I mess it up. You know what I'm saying? So <laughs> <laughs> you know, gotta stay clean. Um, but anyways, my my family kept me grounded though because there were so many times where me and Brandy would have conversations just about like how everything's just crazy. And I mean, we are newlyweds, but we have talked about you know starting a, to grow the family. You know, and and. I'm not gonna lie, like I used to always be the one saying like how scary it, it would be right now to bring like a, a child into the world. Like um, just so many concerns, but I mean, just, I guess just from the way that we can communicate about things and the way that we talk about things and just the love that we have, like it helps me not lose faith in other people. Although like sometimes I really want to. Yeah. All right. Um. So, it just kind of, I guess, helped kept me grounded in the sense of like where I don't really want to give up on people. You know what I mean? Like, <sighs> yeah, my favorite quote from and, last year was very easily like, 
when someone shows you yourself, believe them. And so like, and what, and the reason I like that quote, cause it sounds like you're not giving people benefit of the doubt. Right. That then you need to redefine what showing themselves is. So like, to me, if someone does something or someone says something or someone backs something that necessarily may, let's, let's just use race as an example. If someone backs something that's anti what I am, I'm gonna initially, I'm initially dead it to ignorance. That's just what I, that's just how, right. I, that's how I'm wired. Yeah. It's like, it's like if you're teaching somebody asking about biology and they, they don't know what a ribosome is, like you just, you teach them and then they don't know exactly. Then, then, then they've showed you that they didn't really care enough to learn what it was. Mm-hmm. Right. right. So like with any, that with race, I feel like for 2020, that was kind of my thing. It was just like, all right. I actually like when and this is gonna sound stupid, but I I like when and I'm not saying George Floyd was a good thing in any way, but I kind of like when chaos happens because it, it sparks like, conversation yeah, and it growth. Sparks conversation and exactly, and it shows true it shows true color, and so like yeah, I'm not talking sure. about race here. I'm just talking about people and what they naturally are. It's like I rather I rather I rather radical racist people show themselves. Yeah, I'd rather like don't hang out in the shadows. Like show me, I want to see. And my thing, my thing though, and like, and especially like in the classroom, like you know, when things are going on, like when things are getting hot and spicy, like you know, in the world, uh, the kids start talking about stuff. But what you notice is like they are always shooting out like the most extreme like viewpoints. And in my class, like I tell people all the time, like I feel like I try to teach being like a good person more than I do uh, like just science or just biology. Every like, educator should. I agree. Education 101. For it's sure. Like, For you, sure. Your, your subject matter is just what we get you in the door. It's all about, you know, development of the entire child. I can talk about that forever. So go ahead. Right. Well, no, I was just saying like, or I was just thinking just being empathetic, like, there's so many people that don't take the time to look at like a, a major, like burning topic, like from somebody else's point of view. And I try to tell my kids all the time, like, Hey, like sometimes when stuff happens, like you got to take a second and just like, see where they coming from. Like a lot of people don't do that. And I, I don't know necessarily if that's out of ignorance. Um, but I think that's just people's like first, like natural instinct, just to only think about like things from their, their, their stance. But if you can talk somebody into like looking at it from the other side, it, sometimes they can kind of see like, okay, I can see why these people are angry or I can see why these people are afraid. I can see why these people might always be on edge. Mm-hmm. Um, well, but if things like that never happen, like things like 2020 never happen, I don't know if we ever actually get those real chances to talk about something that's actually important for everybody. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Mike, you're going to say something? Yeah, I agree too, man. And that's why, that's why inclusion is so important, man. Like, cause you know, I can think about like growing up in Barnwell, small rural town, like literally like if your family, if you came from an affluent family or poor family, you literally could go through your whole entire life if you don't leave Barnwell and just be surrounded by those folks and not forced to anybody else. You literally don't have to. And the folks that are affluent, they control their circles. So you grow up having this one train of thought. And I feel like when they go to school, that you're forced to have to look at the other side. But then when you graduate, you just go back to what you've all, always been taught. 
right? And then you just continue down the same path. And I feel like if no one's ever forced you to be uncomfortable and have those conversations, it's very difficult for people to try to understand someone else's point of view. For sure. Know? And I always try to like, you know, I have my views and I'm pretty strong on some of those views, but I'm at least gonna listen to you. Example, Hillary and I were downstairs prior to getting on the call and we have a, a bill in the legislature called a heartbeat bill. And the Senate has been trying to pass this heartbeat bill for years. So basically it doesn't allow a woman to get a abortion if a heartbeat is detected, right? So Hillary and I have been married for six years. We've been together for 13, 14 years. I thought it was like 24, First 25. <laughs> my bad, I, I said a bad word, that's, that's my fault, I'm so, sorry. So like, <laughs> she, she's grown up her whole life thinking this way on that topic that even with, she and I share pretty much the same views, but even with that topic, it's hard for her to try to understand my point of view because it's been ingrained in her to think this way. Yeah. You, you know what I mean? And, and it's like, it aligns with a lot of her other views, but because that's been taught to her for so long, it's hard for her to, to try to think about that um, on the other side. Yeah, I think one thing that I, I learned about myself in 2020, I think I knew this a little bit before, but it was definitely like highlighted in 2020 was like, I don't, I never like being put in a box in any way. So like, I don't want, I don't want people to say when I die one day, Jay Brown was this. I want them to say Jay Brown was this, 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 this. And he might've done that if he wanted to, he just didn't want to. I want, it is a lot of things. And so it's interesting that like, you meet all these people, these very smart people, these very like dynamic people, these very charismatic people. And yet, and, and like very affluent people, uh, very like, you know, in, they just they they just know what they're doing with life and yet they're okay with being put in boxes and so like what i mean by that is like you know with politics um and i don't, I don't want to spend too much time on politics but with politics because to me that was the that was the part of 2020 that was the most discouraging was like the people people in politics so like people's reaction to politics was the most discouraged thing in 2020 to me uh because it just showed that like as humanity we were as humanity, we yearn to be divided. <laughs> it's like, that's just like what we want to do. It's like, we can talk about, we want to unite. We can talk about all these things. But when we, when, when stuff comes up, we like, it's, it's, it's like, it's like a drug for humanity. Like we just want to be. <laughs> and so with politics, I learned that like, you know, that when it came to that, people were losing the, the simple like idea of discussion. And so it was like, if, if I had a view and January had a view and it wasn't the same, it wasn't that like, okay, I can respect your view. I can respect your view. It became a thing of just like, no, you're wrong. But no, no one knows who's wrong. You know <laughs> what I mean? Like yeah. when it comes to politics, no one knows who's wrong. I mean, in, you know, what in our faith and what we believe, you know, the Bible is absolute truth. We can go from that, but like, that don't mean like the Bible wasn't put in the political party. You know what I mean? Like Jesus right. didn't come here, um, and another thing, Jesus didn't come to America. So like, that's not at, like America's God's country. It's not like Jesus, if, if it was like, God would have put Jesus here in America. And so like, there's a lot of things about American politics that like we love to, 
you know, hang our hat on and like, but, and we say what's right and what's wrong, but when in fact, we don't know what's right. We don't know what's wrong. We just know what we believe, you know? And right. so from us, um, cause one thing I do want to get in is kind of the evangelical side of this. Um, because like we do work for a church and we do, you know, the church became a hot topic towards the, towards the election time, because, you know, evangelicals came out so big in the last election and we fall in that, we fall in that, you know, that, that realm of that, what that word actually means. So that doesn't mean we fall into any type of political version of that world, of that word. But, you know, we, we work for a church, we talk to a church, we go to a church. I know um, Mike w- was a part of a church in Columbia. Ashton hasn't found a church on yet, or, you know, might not even like church. That's fine. I know he loves Jesus. So that's all that matters. But like, I just, um, I want to know, like, kind of to you, and you guys may not have seen this as much as we did because we live in this world, um, this kind of church, you know, big mega church world. Um, kind of how that made you feel like the church's role when it comes to like, um, you know, taking, social unrest. Yeah, almost and, like taking political sides when really um, we listened to a podcast the other day that um, there was a guy, I think it was Derwin Gray. He was being interviewed on it. And he said, you know, political parties don't matter. You know, what it's the donkey and the elephant, it's the lamb, the lamb of God, Jesus. Yeah. That's the only thing that matters. And so as um, we're thinking like through that lens, knowing that we're not gonna fully agree with either side. I really, I haven't met a single person. I can say pretty confidently that agrees wholeheartedly with yeah. the other side. And just still continuing to see people to that that breed disunity um, is very disheartening, especially like within the church when we're when we're called to be, you know, the salt of the earth. Yeah. So um, no, it's incredibly challenging. Yeah. And so for us, what's really tough is when we see you know people that are considered to be Christians and people that say they live their life in a certain way, and yet. Like, man, Ashley, we had a conversation about, and it's not to condemn anybody, but like, we talked about a guy that we know that, you know, is, you know, considered to be, you know, a Christian. He, he goes to Catholic church and he does all his things, but like, he is so hard one way that like, no one can see that in him. You know what I mean? And so like, just kind of that and kind of, we gonna stop talking and let y'all talk. Like, how did, how did that, how does that play out with y'all? Well, I kind of just agree with you guys. Like, it's, it's really discouraging um, to someone like you said. Um, I hadn't really found a church home uh, to be. To be completely honest, that's one of the things that kind of, I guess, turns me away from wanting to be a part of like a, a church family. Like, I've just met so many people that can, you know, say up and down, like talk about their Christianity and everything like that, but then in times where there's so much division and like you can see people are hurting, it seems like they're not really like, you know, doing what a, people can't see my air quotes, what a Christian would do um, in order to spread that love and to like bring people together. And it's just, it's discouraging that people like will use religion for a political gain or in like an argument like they will they will bring up like you know 
well, this is in the Bible, that's in the Bible and everything like that. I completely understand that. And I completely understand that that's sewn into your beliefs. But just because you disagree with somebody about whatever topic, you at the end of the day, you're still supposed to love them. Yeah, you How does, you're still it. supposed to want to spread yeah. the gospel to them if, if mm-hmm. i'm not mistaken like yeah. you still want you still want them to be able to get into into heaven like with you that's what we're here for we're here we're here to to spread the love yeah so it's it's just yeah. discouraging it's discouraging like it it's one of the biggest problems that i have whenever i hear like certain things like brought up in politics and then you see how people like bash other people and they insult other people and they just put them down it's crazy it's 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 ironic in a way because it's just like bro what like what 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 are, like you, what are you doing everything that you're saying right now yeah. like, exactly and it, it 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 kills me it really does it really truly really does how so. does that how does that change how does that and i'm not talking about like people you have a relationship with because obviously you know like we good like yeah <laughs> like we yeah. good yeah. like um and that, and we would be good even if we didn't believe, you know, even if we didn't have like I- identical politics. Because I mean, you know, it's right. just like we yeah. we're good. Um, but how how does that? And this is for both of y'all. Like, how does knowing that and seeing that, and you know, the Facebook and you see it's all on Facebook because everybody is like, <laughs> if they're yeah. gonna do like a, a war about the gospel and politics, it's gonna happen on Facebook. That's where it's gonna be. And because you get the most characters on there, but um, <laughs> unless so, you still had MySpace, MySpace you got all the characters. Yeah, <laughs> bro, I've been trying to go back to Tom since like '08, bro. I don't, everybody tripping, man. I don't know why we ain't went back to Tom. What Tom is doing these days? Tom, <laughs> no telling. Um, but um, kind of, how does that kind of skew your view of church and? Christianity when you you know when when we go through a year like last year when the the nation was so divided and the church didn't do a good job of trying to pull it back together yeah I struggle I struggle with that man and y'all went to a predominantly white church right when y'all were in in South Carolina yeah 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 I mean it, it is it is the most conservative traditional church you can go to which which I didn't have an issue with that my issue is is I can't understand how someone can take a stance and, and be very vocal about, you know, banning, you know, Muslims or immigrants, whatever. Mm-hmm. And but, but then go to church on Sunday and then you preach, you know, God loves everyone. But yeah. then but then on the flip side of that, it's like, and I watch these Facebook posts and people, you know, they'll post their views, they'll post their views. And then something happens like people storm the Capitol and then same people that were posting those views. Now they go to Bible verses and they go to, and I'm like, you can't can't shift to that. Like, like that's not, that's not your safety. It should be your safety net. Right. Like you gotta like live by what you're preaching on Sunday, but after Sunday's over, you can't be on Facebook hating someone because and, that, and that's a strong word. And I'm not saying if they someone has a, a certain political view, they hate someone. But some things that they put out as borderline, like, mm, I don't know if this is in line with what, what, what was taught to you on Sunday. Yeah. yeah. To go along with that, man, it's so many people that have thrown out being a patriot. Like, you know, mm-hmm. this is what patriots do. And patriots are fighting for our democracy and stuff like that. 
but like Jerry said, I don't, I don't think God said anything about America in the Bible. Like, I, I, like he didn't. And I'm not saying that we can't love our country. That's, I'm not saying anything like that. But what I'm saying is when it, when it does come to immigrants, which uh, majority of the people in the U.S. like came from an immigrant or technically, I guess we, we, we were born here, but our ancestors were definitely immigrants some way, some by force, but, you know, we won't get into that. Um, but how can we always only just put like, you know, our people first. I get that as a country. I, I mean, I get it, but it's like, just because people aren't from this country don't mean that they're not people. Like we, we all supposed to be brothers and sisters. Yeah. We all come from the same family technically. So it's, it's just crazy that like, we go to extremes to keep certain people out of the family, I guess. Well, it's, yeah. it's just kind of wild. Like, there's so many, there's so many little things like that where it just kind of like leaves me scratching my head, I guess, because we're supposed to love everybody, yeah, for sure. Right? Even if they're not like us. The issue of, like Mike said, of inclusion. Yeah. Like if you still, if you continue to have that small circle and you continue to have only people that were born in America from a small rural town. I was from a small rural town. Um, yes, you were. I think it, yeah, girl, Enterprise out there. We'll talk about Bowie Bowl later. <laughs> We've talked on about it on the episode before. next episode. We don't need to. <laughs> Everybody wants to hear about the Bowie Bowl. Shout, shout out to Mike. <laughs> Boy. <laughs> no, I definitely think that's one of the main reasons why. And and I think the main reason why that is is because it's, it's hard. Like, it's hard for some people to go outside of their comfort zone and figure sure. out you know, why someone believes a certain way. Because personally, like the immigration issue hits super close to home. I mean, like my mom, she was a Cambodian refugee. She grew up in Cambodia. And then she, her and her family, they were able to come to America. Um, she got citizenship uh, some late, some years later, while I have aunts and uncles now who just got their citizenship last year and they've been in America for decades. Mm. Um, and so I just think it just stems from people intentionally or even unintentionally keeping their circle small and not allowing anyone with different beliefs or um, different life circumstances to, to, come, to come inside of it. I mean, I can say, Jay and I, I don't wanna say that we're like super awesome at this, but that's one of the main reasons why we intentionally wanted to live in downtown Birmingham. We know that there are homeless people down here. Yeah. We know um, there's also like CEOs that work down here as well. You might see a rap video being made on the street. <laughs> yes, and you might see a rap video like we did about 50 minutes ago. But um, no, we, we really, really enjoy placing ourselves in those positions where we have to interact with different people. Um, one big reason is because it, it, it refuels us and it reminds us and also it challenges us in our own beliefs. I mean, we have, we have plenty of friends who are, who are non-believers and, and we love them so, so much. And we wouldn't have it any other way whenever we have those people in our lives who do challenge our beliefs and who are like very different or kind of different or maybe the same. Then you get a, just a, a well-rounded view. And I think your capacity to love gets greater. Yeah, I love that you say love too, because like coming from you two guys, that's, that's awesome. Like, um, kind of feedback because because y'all could have used a lot of examples, but you you use the kind of um, the kind of like the 
the Muslim and kind of that example to kind of like disenfranchise a set of people, which is like interesting because like in in as a Christian, our biggest like rally cry is the Great Commission to go out and make um, disciples, disciples of, all, of nations. all nations. And so like that's like any 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 church, any any group, any like anybody that that calls up a Christian in the name of Jesus, like you're you're one job like your rally cry is to go make disciples of all nations and so like the fact that like someone can minister you know in the name of jesus and not be accepting of all people essentially saying like i'm not in any way following what i'm telling other people to do mm -hmm. so it's real easy for me to go say go minister to people that look like you because mm -hmm. that's easy right we can find something to talk about we don't have like we didn't have a war against each other. Like, you know what I mean? Like it just, it just happens. But like when it comes to ministering to all people, you know, that's, that's the tough work of the gospel. And so like for you guys to say that, and then like, you know, Jesus tells us when he's, when he's, when he's here on earth that like, you know, he gave us, we have the 10 commandments and all that, but then he told us these two are the most important, like love your God with all your heart and love your neighbor. So like, the, the savior of the world told us that, that these two Those things are, are the, the most important. <laughs> and yet we decide to say like, well, we pick you know, and choose, you know exactly. if they're a little more brown than me, they not really yeah. my neighbor, they yeah. like down the street. If so like, you know, like it's just, <laughs> yeah. And it, right. it's not, <laughs> they're, they're neighbor adjacent. Neighbor they're adjacent. Yeah. So, like, <laughs> so we like to pick and choose. And I'm saying we, yeah. I mean, I follow this category as I far mean, as, as like, general, as a Christian, yeah. yeah. We like to pick and choose what, and that's just, that's just not right. And so like, that, that that's awesome to hear that from y'all because like, y'all just not in this, like this, 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 this culture that we kind of live in that we, we see those things, but like most of most people think in church world that, uh, that everybody doesn't see those things. That makes sense. Like they, yeah. people don't notice those things. It, um, it, it's, it's interesting though, Jay, where it's like, I feel like, you know, I talk people. I talk to people all the time, especially like younger, younger folks and younger mentees, and and you know they always ask, well, what what did, what did you do? How did you get to that point where you are in life? Like, tell me. And I'm like, I feel like, like baseball and like, like being open to experiencing different cultures and and like I feel like like if you limit yourself to those experiences, it doesn't allow you to grow. Mm -hmm. And that goes both ways. That don't matter what your what your what your race is, yeah. what your gender right. is. Like if you are, you know, if you're not willing to put yourself in those in those situations, yeah. Or you know, as as parents, like you know, put your children in those situations to be in diverse groups. Like you grow up and you don't know, you don't know what you don't know. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like you just if right. you get in the echo chambers, you just don't know. Yeah. And the world isn't like 100%. that. Percent. The world isn't <laughs> like. World really. Isn't no, like it's that. not. I think Nowhere we're near all it. super unique Ashton. in that. Ashton. Yes, sir. Computer, or is it your glasses fogging? <laughs> wow. <laughs> all right. Wow. There you go. Oh, there you go. <laughs> I didn't wait. I think it's my computer. I wiped it off. I see you. We good. <laughs> I, mean, I was about to say, I was about to say your eyes just finally failing you. Starting to fail. <laughs> them, them cataracts just not coming in. That's all it is. <laughs> I actually think that's a good place to stop. So like <laughs> we're not gonna get this back on the rails. I wonder what your glasses look like when you got your mask on. You know how people like <laughs> bro, they fog up all the time. What you talking about? Fogging, bro. I gotta I gotta always be doing it.
<laughs> I gotta lift them up from time to time, man. Bro, I'm kind of, I'm kind of sensitive about that. I need to chill. <laughs> hey, I'm gonna cry when we get off Zoom. I'm gonna end this, man. I gotta end it. And we appreciate y'all coming. We're gonna have y'all back on. This is fun for sure. Uh, yeah, man. What I will say, I will, I do want to add one thing. I think we're all unique in a sense of we all. Um, we're basically brought up on a field, like either a baseball field or a softball field. Can we say it in a different way? That sounds like we were oh all <laughs> None yeah, of us actually bro. grew up on the field. Okay, I mean, okay, okay. Mike, Mike was the only one. Well, Mike, was, Mike was the only one that was Mike, alive back, back Mike, in slavery, though. So. Mike was, you know. <laughs> He was the guy through the Underground Railroad. So I do know. I was going to say, he had a part of that really? abolition now. Really, bro? Really? <laughs> nah, bro, you, you shouldn't have got on my glasses, bro. <laughs> oh, man. My bad, my bad. We all grew up uh, playing like baseball or softball from a really young age. And as everyone probably knows, it's a predominantly like from, I don't know, T-ball to college. It's predominantly a white sport until yeah. you get to the MLB, then it's. You know, yeah. yeah, it's definitely predominantly Latinos. But we need to talk about how we need to talk about how it's basically turned into a country club sport is what we need to talk about. But I'm sorry. Also, our RP to Hank Aaron today. Yeah, Hank. Seriously, man. It's just made me so sad. So sad, man. I heard a stat today. Then we got to end this. I heard a stat today. It could have took away all his home runs, and he still would have had three thousand hits. That is insane. That is wild. I got one more thing to add to that. This man was a 25-time All-Star. All-Star, yeah. 25 times. You want to know why I say people disrespect Hank Aaron? Because I was playing um, All-Star Baseball 2000 on the 64, and Hank Aaron was not on the Cooperstown team. And I never never understood why. Dang. And since wow. then, I've been like, people have been disrespecting Hank Aaron for years. Was Babe Ruth on it? Babe Ruth was on that it. You know he was on it. Wow. The idea that Babe Ruth is the best baseball player of all time is the biggest myth I've ever seen in my life. Nobody yeah. saw it. Nobody, <laughs> nobody saw it. What are you saying? Hey, look. He got this playing in cornfields, and everybody's like, oh, he's the best player I've ever seen in my life. Hey, bro, I'm calling it. That's fake news. That's fake news. That's what I'm saying. Hey, we appreciate y'all yeah. for real. Um, Thank you for your wisdom and your insight. You guys add so much value to just everyone around you and Jay and I. We just love you so, so much. I, I was not going to say all that, but we appreciate you guys. Bro, you know you love <laughs> us, bro. Candy, candy. You know you love us, bro. You can say it, bro. We'll have y'all back too. soon, man. All right. <laughs> all right, man. All right, man.